Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Are you really walking with Jesus? Do you really have that trust and that faith in his almighty power? Today we're going to go read the first reading and the gospel. I'm going to provide some commentary along the way, and I really want to begin with praying to the Holy Spirit so that you can hear God's voice and truly think about your own life and how you are living it with or without God. So let me get there first. Okay, come Holy Spirit. Open our eyes, open our ears to the truth. Help us see where we are being hypocrites in our lives, where we might have false idols, where we are not walking with you. First reading is 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, remembering you in our prayers unceasingly calling to mind your work of faith and labor of love and endurance in hope of our Lord Jesus Christ before our God and Father, knowing, brothers and sisters, loved by God, how you were chosen. Hey, let's just look at this. They're basically saying, look, you of the church of the Thessalonians, what amazing people you are. We are remembering you in our prayers. We're unceasingly calling you to mind all of the faith and the labor of love that you are doing. And we know that you are loved by God. You were chosen. For our gospel did not come to you in word alone but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with much conviction. 
You know what sort of people we were among you for your sake. In every place your faith in God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. Basically, what they're saying is, hey, we didn't bring the gospel to you and it just became a bunch of words on a piece of paper. Or even what we've taught you. You are convicted with the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't even have to tell you what to do or what you're doing wrong because we can see God working in you. You are the living breathing person of the Holy Spirit. You are walking in faith. For they themselves openly declare about us what sort of reception we had among you and how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to await his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the coming wrath. It's basically saying, look, everyone is looking at how you have turned from evil and from idols and are living to serve the true God, the living God. And to await Jesus, the Son from heaven. And the last one I kind of screamed out loud, who delivers us from the coming wrath? So let's reflect. Is this you? Are you spending that time with God? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to fill you? And to live according to how God wants you to live, turning away from the world and its deceptions and the false idols. We'll talk about that after we get done reading the rest. And again, I won't get into the, um, into the responsorial psalm, but it's rejoicing. Sing to the Lord a new song. Be glad in their maker. Praise his name in the festive dance. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy. Let their high praises of God be in their throats. This is what it's all about, my friends. And of course, the Alleluia. My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I know them, and they follow me. Now let's read the gospel, Matthew chapter 23, 13 through 22. Quite the contrary. Jesus is calling out the hypocrites. Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. And by the way, hypocrites in this kind of way means actors. You're acting like you're all holy and worshiping God, but you're not. You lock the kingdom of heaven before men, 
You do not enter yourselves, nor do you allow entrance to those trying to enter. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You traverse sea and land to make one convert. And when that happens, you make him a child of Gehenna, twice as much as yourselves. So you're teaching them ways that are worse, twice as bad as what you're doing. And woe to you blind guides who say if one swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if one swears by the gold of the temple, one is obligated. Blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that made the gold sacred? And you say, if one swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if one swears by the gift on the altar, one is obligated. You blind ones, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? One who swears by the altar swears by it and all that is upon it. One who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. One who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who is seated on it. So how are you living your life? Are you being a hypocrite? Are you going through the motions? Are you making false idols in your life? And it can happen many, many different ways. Are you putting your faith and your trust in man? Maybe it's a priest. Maybe it's a doctor. Maybe it's a visionary. Or are you putting your faith and trust in Jesus, the one who will deliver you from the coming wrath? Do you say that you're a faithful person? Do you say that you hear his voice, yet you don't pray? You don't give him that time. You are a hypocrite. Or maybe you pray vocal prayer, lots of prayers that are written for you, but you don't pray from the heart and you don't sit in silence so that you can feel the presence of God enter your soul, your mind, your body. This is living in that spirit. This is going back to the first reading where St. Paul is like, Hey, I got nothing to say to you people because you are filled with the spirit. You've turned away from the idols. You've turned away from the 
technology, the, the quote unquote news, the stuff that is going around you and you have put your faith and your confidence, your love, your trust in Jesus who will heal you. What other idols may you have? I think about myself when I was wore down and overweight and I would look to the TV, to commercials, to quick fixes and pills to fix what I was doing. And yet I didn't do what I knew I needed to do, which was to clean out my diet and get rid of all this toxic mass-produced food with ingredients that my body rejects, that my, my mind and my mouth can't even pronounce. And get back to what God has already provided. Fruits and vegetables. And yes, I eat meat. Some people don't. But I will tell you, when I went through that juice fast, I could tell how different my body was. And that cleans out your mind and it opens up your spirit. Fasting is the same way. It's actually good for the body. And then to move and to exercise and to increase your muscles, increase your cardiovascular capabilities, it all works together. That is how we get our bodies healthy. And sometimes we need the power of God to help us with that struggle. Maybe your idol is food. Maybe your idol is lethargy. Maybe you are choosing things, behaviors, habits, that aren't cleansing your body, cleansing your mind, and not walking with Jesus all along the way so that he can help you turn from those idols like in the first reading. These people who are now convicted and living in the spirit had false gods, false idols, and they've turned from them. Why? Not because of themselves, but because of Jesus. Because of the Holy Spirit within them. Is it alcohol? Is it drugs? Is it People on Telegram, people out there in some movement that you're, you're involved in? Is it the visionaries? Are the people of end times the ones that you're listening to? Are you listening to people in the white jackets and coats? Some doctors are on one side, some doctors are on the other. What is truth? What do I believe? The world can be really confusing. And are you 
worshiping a false god? Are you a hypocrite? Giving a lot of lip service through your prayers, but not allowing the Lord in, not giving him the time that he deserves and that we should give him in worship. That's the first of the two greatest commandments is to love your God with all your mind, your heart, your strength, your soul. And many of us don't. And yet we wonder why I can't hear God's voice. Why am I still running around in anxiety and worry and fear and looking to man or looking to substances that man creates to solve my problems or to take away that stress and that anxiety and that fear? Or maybe it's resentment or lack of forgiveness or the ability to love people where they are. It all comes from the Lord and our relationship with him. Because if we don't have that, we cannot love ourselves and we cannot love those around us that we are supposed to. The two greatest commandments This is a time for us to look at our lives and say, what am I doing to gunk up my spirit, my mind, and my soul? And for me, my husband and I have stopped drinking during the week. I'm going to start more fasting and, of course, eating more natural foods. I'm not much of a much of a package person, but I have my moments. I know lots of people who live out of boxes, boxed food and wrapped food and food filled with preservatives instead of the fresh food that we've been given. And a lot of times you got to find something that's organic and I know it's more expensive. And a lot of people can't afford that, but you could also go to your local farm stands and support them instead of the big, big grocery stores who spray stuff on your food to make it smell like it's fresh and ripe. They do that on your meat too. I used to buy the meat that looked really red till I realized that they were like injecting and spraying stuff on it. Ugh. So look at where you are putting your faith and your trust. Is it in the one true God or is it in man? What are you doing to your mind, body, soul, and spirit holistically? And how can you move away from those idols and the answer is, and always will be, falling into Jesus' arms, getting to know him, asking the Spirit to open your mind, your heart, your soul when you sit with him so that you can hear him and you can discern between 
evil spirits, your own spirits, right? Your own thoughts. We too, we need to discern our own thoughts. And so that we can hear his desires for us and his direction. It takes time. It really does. But it also takes a little looking at yourself in the mirror and and being honest with yourself. Where am I putting my faith and my trust? And why isn't it really in God? Which is why every day we must spend time with him. That's the currency that God wants is our time. And fight through the distractions, fight through the uncomfort, the the uncomfortable feelings and anxiousness that you get in that peace. Because when you do, he's so happy. It's still a good prayer, even though you walk away thinking, what was that? (laughs) I don't, I don't know what was going on. I, my mind was all over the place. It doesn't matter because you committed to sitting with that, with the Lord for that amount of time, instead of giving up and going and doing something that you desire to do. And the Lord will reward you. He will give you consolation. And then throughout the day, talking to him, praising him, loving him, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord. It is just, and it is my duty. It's my salvation. And the more we invite him into our daily activities, the more we ask him to transfigure us, to transform us, to turn us away from the idols, to help cleanse our mind, our bodies, our soul, our spirit. He will. Jesus is the ultimate healer. The healer of your anxiety and your worries. He is also the power in this daily spiritual battle. Him. His name In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of confusion, the spirit of distraction, the spirit of obsession, the spirit of fear, anxiety, worry, of resentment, of anger, of lethargy, of yawning, of tiredness, of weariness. And I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross For Jesus to pour his precious blood on you and to receive your sentence, never to come back again. Don't forget to say that out loud because Satan and the minions that are trying to pull you down, trying to keep you away from a prayer life with God, trying to keep you out of peace and joy and love, cannot read your mind. Thank God but they can hear your voice and they know when you call on the power of Jesus 
that they got to go. But they're going to be back. So don't forget to use the spiritual weapon of the power of Jesus's name to kick those feelings and those emotions and those thoughts to the curb and to rest in him. So after you deliver the spirits, fill yourself with the spirit of God. Lord, please fill me with your spirit. Jesus, heal, heal my wounds, heal my heart, make me a pure and new spirit in you. Give me the strength when I am weak. Lead me to your voice. Help me as your sheep know your voice and follow you. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Go to God. Always. Let's not be hypocrites. Let's trust that he will deliver us from the coming wrath, from any of our temptations, from any of the wounds that we have in our lives. But we must go to him. Ask him for more faith. Talk to him all day long and give him that time from your heart every single day and you will see changes in your life. He will bring things to you. If you have not heard or realized certain things during this time together, ask him when, when this is over, be in silence, Lord, what do you want me to focus on with you? What do I need to do? And it may be finding more time with him and inviting him in to the problems and to the mess and to give you the strength to make these positive changes in your life. Living by his commandments and walking away from temptation and having self-control and temperance and trusting that he's got this is so freeing. You are then free from the bondage of evil that wants to pull you back in to this life, to this worry, to this fear, to this body that has no energy, to this food that gives you no nutrition, to muscles that are disappearing, to your breath that you are sucking wind when you're walking up the stairs. I mean, these are all connected. And we need Jesus to help us through it all. Because he is the healer. He is the answer. 
I said it with a coaching client over the weekend. You know, my <laughs> my ministry is so simple. The answer is always God. Always, always, always. So why is it that we don't go there? Why is it that we don't run to Jesus at every moment? In the good and the bad and the ugly, we look to other people, other things, to deal with the stuff in our lives when the answer is always Jesus. So let's run to Jesus. Let's bring the Holy Spirit, convict ourselves to prayer so that we are like the church of the Thessalonians that we read that Paul doesn't have a thing to say to them because They are walking the walk, talking the talk. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. They have faith in Jesus who will deliver them from the coming wrath. All righty, everyone. I love you all. I do. I just want you to find that Jesus is always there and that Jesus is always the answer. And the more we go to him, the more he'll draw us near. And the more we spend time with him, the more we're going to know his voice. We just need to humbly approach him with a pure heart and ask him into our lives, into our mess and to transfigure us so that we can walk in that joy, that love, that peace, that trust with full faith that no matter what, Jesus will deliver us from the coming wrath or from the wrath that we are dealing with in our lives right now. but it takes an effort from us. It's a two-way street. It definitely is. So let's get on it and let's start walking it and not be hypocrites. Alrighty, everyone. I love you all. I'm going to say that again because I, I do say this with love. And I say this from experience. And I'm not perfect. I know this is going long, but I do want to say that I am not always perfect in my walk with Jesus. That's just how it is. I was telling my husband over the weekend, you know, my Thursday last week was bad. And I realized it was because I did not really pray in the morning. I pretty much glided right into my day because I had stuff to do and I chose to do my stuff before I sat with God and invited him into my life and I surrendered to him and I humbly asked him to 
you know, I give him everything and then I ask him to give me back everything if he wills it. But before he does, can you purify my heart? Can you cleanse it? Can you give me a new spirit? Yeah, I didn't do that. And my day was a mess. I was anxious and worried. We got crazy stuff going on with my husband's job. I wasn't sure what was going to be happening. Not sure about the future. Living too much in the future. Worrying about the future. And guess what? I finally had to like put on the brakes and stop and turn toward Jesus. But it wasn't until about midday that I finally stopped the madness and it was funny because my husband looked at me. He's like, why are you, why are you so nervous? Because he is God to me. God speaks through him to me. He's not my God. He's not my false idol. But God speaks through him in very straight, cutthroat words. He said, that's funny for you because I'm just taking it day by day. And this is a man who I don't know how much he does go to God or pray. I don't think he does. But at least through our walk together, we are taking it day by day. I've said it a million times, if not a million and one times. And perhaps it's sitting in him and resting in him in peace more than me. And I also didn't deliver those spirits. I let them mess with me for a half a day. I'm sharing this and this is getting long, but I want you to know that I'm not perfect by far, but I know what I'm supposed to do. And sometimes I'm a hypocrite to myself. And I know that how my body feels and what I put into it and how I move it is making a big difference. And guess what? God spoke through my husband on that as well. Because he was the one that said, I think we're drinking too much. We're drinking every day. Not a whole lot, but drinking every day. Why? He said, this is not a good habit for us to be getting into. And I said, you're right. I've been thinking about this myself. As a matter of fact, I've been taking it to confession. And yet at the same time, I was looking at my husband thinking, well, this is kind of what we do. He works really hard. Maybe he appreciates having a couple of drinks at night before dinner. And why should I take that away from him when at the same time, He's thinking the same thing, but he speaks it. He puts it out to me. And that is God. That's God talking through my husband. We're sleeping better. I'm probably not eating as much during dinner because I'm, I don't know, maybe not fueling the hunger. I'm working out more. I'm trying to build muscle. I'm trying to work on the whole deal, right? The mind, the body, the soul, and the spirit. Calling on the spirit all the time, asking the Holy Spirit to fill me to the brim with zeal and joy and love and temperance and self-control. 
I have been actually enjoying working out. I enjoy feeling my muscles on my legs. They were just ooey gooey, flabby things for a long time. I mean, for years. I think probably ever since my ministry started, I was more into praying and learning and, you know, my spiritual life. And I let my body completely disintegrate from a muscle perspective and from a cardiovascular perspective. When I say, are you sucking wind when you're going up the steps? I'm meaning it because... I did it. That's what I, I mean. I was like, this is bad. I shouldn't be this winded coming up and down the stairs. I'm sorry for making this so long, but I want you to realize that this is how life goes. We have our moments. We have our ups and downs. We have our peaks and our valleys. But the faster that we can turn to God and call out Jesus's name to cast out what's going on in our lives and to press into him and rest in him and spend that time in silence, the faster we're going to get back into that beautiful walk with the Lord. We're going to have that self-control. We're going to have that strength in our weakness. We're going to hear God's voice. That's how it works, my friends. And you know, I guarantee you, God has already told you what you need to work on. And maybe you're afraid. What'll I do if I don't drink? What'll I do if I don't do drugs? I don't know how to stop eating like this. I've never worked out before. In my opinion, just get out there and walk. You don't even need equipment. You can lift cans of tomatoes or something in your house. Do some push-ups. Do some sit-ups. Do some squats. That internet is filled with stuff that can help you for free. YouTube videos, stretching, balancing, So all that being said, I just want you to continue to go to Jesus faster and more frequently than you ever have before. That is what living in joy and prayer is all about. Speaking of which, I am having a live event on September 17th in the morning It's like 9 to 12.30 Central Time, but you don't have to be there live. You just got to register and then you'll get a link and you can watch it. And it's going to be me and this woman, Karen Dwyer in Omaha, Nebraska. And we are going to talk about joy and prayer and how you can find joy in prayer (laughs) as well, and live in joy every single day. We're going to talk about finding joy busters in your life and how you can finally achieve what you're constantly looking for, which many call happiness, but it's truly joy and it's given to you by God. So you can go 
to joyprayerworkshops.com. I'll put the link in the description of this podcast, joyprayerworkshops.com. Sign up. It's $10. We have to pay for, you know, the video equipment and the rental and all of that kind of stuff. Hopefully it's not too expensive. We thought it was really reasonable. 10 bucks for you to be ignited with joy for Jesus and joy for prayer and to see how many joy busters are around us and how we can handle them. Joyprayerworkshops.com. And if you need help on the journey, I've been getting lots of requests. I have capacity. If you've been thinking of sending me an email and you have not yet, I can pretty much guarantee you that that is Satan not wanting you to get closer to God. So reach out to me. Let's have a conversation and we'll see where the spirit takes it. Do not talk yourself out of this. If I hear it once, I hear it a thousand times from my clients. You know, it took me a month to reach out to you. And I'm so happy that I did. Again, this is all Jesus and the Holy Spirit working through me. It's not any credit that I can give myself. All I do is allow the Spirit to speak through me on this podcast and during coaching sessions. But maybe you need a little one-on-one help, and that's okay. I do too. We all need help. As a matter of fact, we should all have spiritual companions or people that we can speak to who are faithful, who love us exactly where we are. And who, again, can help us go to the answer that's the same answer all the time, Jesus. I'm here to help. So go to my website, KendraVonEsch.com, click on contact and send me a note. Go to my faith coaching page. There's a little form that you can fill out. You can share a little bit about what's going on in your life. You can send me an email at Kendra at KendraVonEsch.com. Don't you want that joy always oozing out of you? That's what everyone is seeking. And we seek it in the wrong places. Okay, wow. Long one today. But a good one. I love you all. Yes, this will be the end. I love you all. I do. I'm genuinely loving you through this podcast. And I want you to have a blessed and inspired day, inspired by Jesus Christ. Take care.